I'm Rob from Rob Says and uh, RobSays.net and this is the Salt Lake Sit-Down, episode number 10. I'm going to talk about the using of Google Voice, especially when it comes to dating, meeting women. Uh, it might be old news for some of you, but for some of you younger cats out there, this might be something for you to check out into. I'm going to talk a little bit about one of my favorite films of all time, Fight Club, and about being Tyler Durden. I'm also going to talk about some information you may or may not know about credit cards. I used to work in the industry years ago, and while some of the information that I remember from back in the day, some of it has changed, most of it has not. Uh, I, I... I guess I decided to talk about that one, or I'm going to talk about it because of some things that came up just a couple days ago at work. So one of my coworkers is dealing with a credit issue. I don't, I don't know all the details, but basically, some of the stuff I knew 20 years ago is still applicable today. And this person had no idea. And they're, they're basically going to get butt-fucked from the credit card company, from who they took their line of credit out of. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. But before that, I want to cover a couple little things. Uh, first off, I was on Twitter the other day, and Black Label Logic put out a tweet that says, Dear Red Pill Men, Stop arguing with women on social media. If anyone should know how pointless it is to argue with a woman, it's red pill men. And I had to retweet that. Uh, I've been saying that for quite a while on social media. I've even made at least one video that while that may not be the central topic, it's, it goes along with it all put a card up there type of thing to go to the video. It's called Women on Social Media and Why I Don't Follow Them. Uh, I even have another video that seems to have gotten uh, garnered quite a bit of attention over the last little while called Stop Chasing Women. I'll put a, a link up there for that one as well. For any of you cats who haven't seen it yet, you should probably check them out. But yeah, guys, stop arguing with women on the internet. All you end up doing is putting yourself on the defense. And yeah, I get it. We've been conditioned to defer to women. We've been conditioned that anytime a woman challenges us, we are automatically on the defense, which means on some level we are wrong. Just, just stop. Stop with the arguing, stop with the explaining yourself, and and that doesn't just apply on the, the internet, uh, I think that applies in real life as well, doesn't mean, you know, go out and be a dickhead about everything, but at the same time, just stop, guys, stop arguing with women on the internet, they're, they're gonna say whatever they want, and they're gonna assume that they're right, and you being a logical man, you're going to want to construct your argument and you're going to have certain rules that she's not going to play by. In fact, her rules basically are, I'm right, you're wrong. And anything you say, kind of like the Miranda warnings you hear in the United States, anything you say can and will be used against you, that's how it goes with women, especially on the internet. So just, just don't do it. I mean, you're you're on the defense, so you're already taking a weaker position. She's, by default, got the high ground. 
and you meanwhile have to storm that hill. Well, stop fucking storming it, okay? You end up being on the defense, you end up uh, coming from, you're, you're entering her frame if you want to engage her. Just, just don't. Do like Ryan Stone does. Just type one letter in into it, and that's the letter K. Just K. You know, and then that's it. Be done. So, that, that's the first thing I wanted to kind of bring up before I get into the main topics. Um, something else I wanted to bring up. Uh, I've been watching Roosh. He's actually going on right now. Oh, and by the way, a side note, happy Easter to everyone out there. Whether you celebrate it or not, whether you believe in God or not, that's not the point. It's just happy Easter, happy Sunday. Today is the what? The 12th something or other. Ah, the 21st. That's what it is. Today is the 21st. April 21st, Easter Sunday. And it's just a little bit past noon, just for the time stamp for anybody who wants it for, you know, whatever reasons posterity I guess so anyway yeah stop arguing with women on the internet Uh, even in real life pick and choose your battles and getting back to Roosh uh, he earlier on in his live stream today he was talking about women getting banned on Instagram and maybe you guys have seen or heard this news maybe you haven't uh, I've heard bits and pieces about it here and there, probably from Roosh and Twitter. Uh, there was some gal that, you know, she was bitching on YouTube, having a meltdown because she got banned on Instagram, I guess for being, she got reported too many times for being spammy or something like that. And she was having a meltdown because now she's going to have to go out and get a real job. I don't have the skills, but now I'm going to have to go out and get a 9 to 5. <laughs> Fucking cry me a river, man. <laughs> uh, I, I loved it just for that. Uh, I know there was one a while back. I, I seem to remember there was a gal that was a porn star that also got banned on Instagram. And she did the same thing, had a meltdown on YouTube, like a 30-second video or something or other about... You know, why did you take my channel from me? (laughs) You know, there's a maybe possibly a growing trend here, guys. You know, if you... Like I say in in a couple of my posts and in my videos that I'll post up that I just mentioned a, a couple of minutes ago, besides giving them attention, maybe that's what the world needs more of. If you want women to reconnect with men, we got to get them off of the fucking social media. And I know Roosh, he said uh, that he created a, a service where for X amount of dollars, he'll get your woman banned from social media. And I'm, and I'm about 99% positive that everything he's talking about, it's satire. He, he's just being funny. But it's kind of legit in a way. That number one, somebody probably could actually make bank doing that. So for all you guys, hey, you got a business idea that'll make me a million dollars? Hey, there's one for you. Go start a business where for X amount of dollars, you will go around and get whoever's, you know, paying you, the client. You'll get his woman banned from social media. You'll get them banned on Facebook, banned on Instagram, banned on YouTube. And you can do a package deal like Roosh was talking about where for X amount of dollars, I'll get them banned on all of them. But for a lesser amount, I'll get them banned on this particular platform. And from what I understand, based on what Roosh was saying, there was a guy that went by the handle Omid or something like that, that he was going around and was reporting all these uh, Insta thoughts and these, these cam hoes, these cam whores. And, and, and was getting them banned. <laughs> and personally, I find that kind of funny, which it, it's going to dovetail into my Google Voice thing, and it's also going to gov- dovetail into my Fight Club thing here in a minute. But maybe that's what the world needs more of, guys. Maybe we need to just, instead of arguing with them on the internet, just report them. You know, just report them. Get them, get them taken off the internet. Uh, I know... One of my brothers from Masculine Geek, TJ, he always talks about 
we're we're reclaiming our space as men. We're we're reclaiming what was once ours when it comes to things that were traditionally considered masculine and and either now it's been warped into soy or something of that nature that oh if you do that you're you're gay, you're soy. Or uh he, you know, mentions, you know, that, that women have, have infiltrated the space, such as in gaming. Uh, I'm sure you guys remember a little while back uh, the, the thought audit where uh, guys lost their shit on Twitch or whatever it is, that gaming platform, because the women were going on there showing their boobies and... And so guys were reporting them to the IRS. I, I don't know how that turned out, but the women... The women were actually afraid because it's like, hey, yeah, you don't, if there's any, any organization you don't want looking into you, it's the IRS. They are the ultimate mafia of mafias that you, you can mess around with certain things and, you know, you can get deplatformed and go back on under another name and yeah, you may have to start over, but you're back. Uh, same with, you know, uh, credit providers or uh, payment processors. You may get banned on one. Well, you can go sign up for another one. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, but you're back. But man, you mess with the IRS, you get them involved. <laughs> uh, you know, you're, you're in deep shit. You, you don't want that audit. You don't want them saying, hey, we need to take a look at your stuff. But maybe that's what we need to do, as part of our reclaiming what's ours. Just start reporting them. You know, you, you, the, the women get on and, Not all women are like that. Eh, just report them. You know, never mind blocking them. Just report them. You know, go randomly troll Instagram. Find the thoughts on there doing their half-naked photos. And report them. What the hell? I mean, you know, that, that could be, if anything, it could be fun. You know, become the... Instead of the guerrilla terrorist of the food service industry, become the guerrilla terrorist of the internet. Something like that. That, that could be hilarious. But this, this guy, you know, he's the hero we all needed. <laughs> anyway, so let's go ahead and uh, start talking about some other things. Uh, since I did say in the title I was going to talk about Google Voice... Maybe a lot of you guys out there, and as far as I know for my brothers and the occasional woman that's overseas that you don't live in the United States. Last I heard, this one, you, you might be shit out of luck. But for people in the United States, if you have a Gmail address, and, and honestly, who doesn't? Who, who does not have a Gmail address these days for your email? Well, if you don't already know, and if you haven't already done it, one of the things you, you have access to when you have a Gmail account is you can get a Google Voice number. Now, the Google Voice number, it's a phone number. And you can pick any area code in the United States. It doesn't have to be where you live. You can have it be somewhere else. You know, today, with technology being the way it is, uh, calling someone in a different area code doesn't, it doesn't cost you any extra anymore. I know when I was a kid, Dialing a different area code was considered long distance, and so you had long distance charges. But you can now pick any area code you want, any city pretty much, or any major metropolis anyway. And sometimes uh, a phone number may or may not be available. I'll, I'll say that right now. I know, like here in Utah, we have three main area codes. We have 801 435 and 385 are our three main area codes. The 801 area code was the original area code, the first area code. And then they brought out 435 as more people started moving to Utah and signing up for phone service. But the 435 area code was for outside of the, the, the Wasatch Front, outside of the valley. So, Tooele, St. George, Logan, uh, Park City, those type of areas were 435. Well, then they still were running out of 801 and to a, a lesser degree 435, and so they created the 385 code, which is kind of anywhere in the state. My understanding, it seems that 385 is kind of the 
sister or the younger brother to the 801. Anyway, so you download the app off of the, you know, off iTunes for you iPhone freaks, or you download it off of the, the Play Store for the Android people. And I believe, if I recall right, you can, there, there's something or other, it might be an app for like Windows 10, or you can definitely do it <clears throat> on, uh, in your browser. You sign up for a number, it, it'll give you a list of what numbers are available. You select one of them and now that's your number. And it has ways where you can have it connect to your phone so you can have it actually connect to your cell phone and people can call that number and it'll or text it too and it will ring through or text through just like if they actually had your phone number uh, i've got one that i use for business only uh, i've got two other ones that are my my spares uh, and here's why being in the dating market in my past because i've done this for years but now that I'm single again and, you know, starting to get ready to get back out there, there's a lot of crazies out there. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you know or you're aware. And the last thing I want to do is give out my actual phone number to an actual crazy. Especially, you know, someone I've not met and don't really know all that well. I don't know how they're going to react to me. You know, maybe, maybe they're decent and they're half sane, but then again... Maybe they're a complete nutcase. And the last thing I want is to give out my actual phone number to someone, male or female, but in particular women. Seems like women do it more often than men. But I don't need a stalker. I've had them in the past. And it's kind of flattering in a way, having a stalker, having someone stalk you to, to think that you, you are taking up that much space in their mind, rent-free. But at the same time, it's it's a pain in the ass having a stalker, having someone that they're texting you all hours of the night and day and calling and leaving voicemails that they go from sad and pleading to angry and I'm going to hurt you and fuck you. I wish you were, you know, I wish you were dead. Uh, and I'm not making this stuff up. I'm I'm remembering some of the women I've met in my past that that's exactly what they did. There was one gal that in the space of five minutes had left me like four different voicemails and one started off sad and pleading and then a minute later after she hung up she called back did the same thing only now she's angry you know she's pissed off and i hope you rot i hope you burn in hell all that and it was just talk about you know getting a peek inside her mind that it's like wow this this chick is swinging you know, she is mood swinging, man. Well, if you have a Google number, you can disconnect it from your phone so that it doesn't ring through. It'll still work. It's still operational. And you can check it by dialing it and entering your PIN that you sign up for, kind of like voicemail, and you can check your messages. Or, you know, if you decide, fuck this, you just delete the number. You just, un you know, you say, I don't want this number anymore. Pick a new number. And yeah, now you've got a new number to give out, but it's a good way to protect your actual phone number. Uh, the last time I had to change my phone number was uh, shortly after my divorce because I was done with my ex-wife. So I changed it and it wasn't a big deal, but I still had to contact my provider, uh, tell them, you know, hey, I need to get a new voice number. They, they wanted to know kind of why, and, you know, and I told him, it's like, uh, I don't want my ex-wife having it. You know, I just got divorced and I'm done, you know. But they, they wanted a reason. And I did find out that, number one, at least with my particular provider, that they would do a free change of phone number, but it's only like once every two years. It might be a little less, but it might even be once a year. But it, it was definitely if I had done it and then like six months later needed to do it again, they would actually charge me money. Okay, with Google Voice, you don't have that problem. You're not gonna get charged anything, okay? And so, 
I, you know, and it, there's, so there's the hassle of that, and then, like, when I changed my actual phone number, of course, I had to let my work know, hey, this is my new number, I had to let my family know, this is my new number, and anyone that I wanted to have my phone number, they all had to have that number. So I had to try to remember everybody that I needed to tell, here's my new number. Where with a Google number, you know, you still give your personal number out to people you know and trust, but your Google number is the one you give out to, you know, the strangers, the, the, the women you're meeting or whatever, when you're going out and meeting women. Or, you know, for the women when you're meeting guys. You can set up custom voicemails for certain phone numbers when you start adding them to your contact list so that they get, you know, one group of people or even one person gets one voicemail message where maybe the average blow, you know, the average Joe only gets the generic message, which you can do like the computerized, you know, we're sorry, the, the person you're trying to reach is not available, please leave a message, you know, that kind of thing. You can also block people on Google Voice so that when they try to call, it comes back with that little tone. Maybe you guys, I don't know if they still even do that tone anymore, but it's kind of a near, near, near. We're sorry, you know, this number is no longer in service. Please try again if you feel this is an error. You know, that kind of thing that was back popular back in the day with landlines. But that little tone was to tell automated systems that uh, this number's been disconnected. And so the, the system then would take, your, take that number out of itself. And as far as I know, that still works if you want to combat um, robo-spam, robo-callers, all that kind of stuff. So uh, another use, you know, get, get two Google voice numbers, set up two different emails and uh, have them, you know, and you can have two, two different lines that the Google number forwards to. So you can have it like to a house phone or another cell phone as well as your primary phone and it'll ring them simultaneously. You can set it up via the browser at least where it will ring you during certain hours of the day and not at other times. Like you can have it where it won't ring at all during the week, but only on the weekends or from say midnight to 8 a.m. It doesn't ring yet. You know, it, people call it and it's not going to wake you up in the middle of the night, especially when it's a crazy wondering why you don't talk to her anymore. So if you're going to be in the dating market, uh, I would highly recommend having a Google number, maybe even two, where you give them that phone number for texting purposes. Like I said, if you have the Google Voice app or the Hangouts app, you can text right from that app and it will come back to them with the, the phone number that you gave them with that Google Voice number. And it's pretty seamless. Most people, unless you use the generic Google Voice message for your uh, missed calls, you know, that it goes to voicemail, if you use that, yeah, they'll realize, oh, this is a Google subscriber, and if, they're, if they have half a brain, they'll figure out that, oh, you know, you have a Google number, so are you legit? What's going on? Because I've had that happen, you know, that it's like, oh, wow, you know, she's got half a brain in her, good for her. But I also explained it to her that, yeah, that's, this is my number that I use, you know. I didn't let her know that, well, I have another phone number that's my personal that I don't give out to anyone unless I know them very well. So get a Google Voice number, especially if you're going to start dating, whether you're coming back from being in a relationship or uh, you're just getting out there. You're a young guy, young woman. It's a good way to insulate yourself a little bit, give yourself a little layer of security. You can still interact with people pretty regularly. And for the most part, it's pretty seamless. It's painless, it's free. I mean, yeah, if you wanna call other countries with the Google Voice number, you will be charged. They, they want you to buy credits. Uh, but to me, you know, I, I don't know who I'm gonna be calling overseas. But if I was, Chances are I actually know them and I'll just use my own phone line at that point. But where the app exists, you can, you know, call them right from your cell phone. Just use the Google Voice app and plug it through. And I know with my phone, with my Android, 
When I first installed Google Voice, it actually gave me the option to use my Google Voice number to make all calls, or it gave me the option to not make any calls, or it gave me the option to uh, choose every time I wanted to make a call. And you can set it up any way you want so that it will it'll use whatever whatever you want to do. It's a good system, like I said, in the United States, the calls are free, the texting's free, and it's a seamless number. I've never had it drop a call or sound shitty or anything like that. It's actually a pretty good system. And I know there's uh, other options out there. There was one at one point, I don't know if it's still around or not, called Sideline. Uh, you may want to look that up, you know, Google the name Sideline that allowed you to do the same thing. They had an app, but I know with that one, um, you had to use the, the number, you had to make X amount of calls so many times a month or you ought, they would automatically take the number from you. So you always had to kind of remember to get in there and call or text, you know, yourself or somebody else to keep that line active. Otherwise they charge. Hey, happy Easter to you, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Hopefully your Sunday's going good. Uh, so yeah, Google Voice, check it out if you haven't already. It may be old hat for some of you, but I've talked to some people even recently that they didn't know. They, they never thought about it. They knew about Google Voice, but they never thought about it in that, that form of application that, oh yeah, for dating, that's actually not a bad idea. So uh, check it out. All right, and you know, and that way you can keep the crazies away because you can either block them outright where it disconnects them or hey, worst case, walk away from the phone number and your original personal number through your carrier, you don't have to change that up. Uh, since I've been, like I said, getting ready to get back into the dating world, it's kind of prepare myself for what's to come. All right, so moving on. Let's talk about Fight Club and Tyler Durden. Uh, it's one of my favorite all-time films. Uh, I know people have a different take on it. Some people love it, some hate it. I know when it came out, God, what was it, 99? Something like that is when it came out. Yeah, that is, that, that is my AR-15 in the thumbnail, shooting back at the Femme Monster. Yep. Yeah, a guy by the name of RJ. Uh, Aaron Clary actually turned me on to the artist. Him and, and Vincent, my brother on Masculine Geek, they were the ones that told me, hey, if you want artwork done, you need to talk to, talk to RJ. So I told him what I wanted, and, and I just you know said, I want me, my motorcycle, my AR in it, and I want a bunch of SJWs you know, chasing me or whatever. And so he, he kind of came up with that like right off the bat. Uh, and, and he was quick from the time I actually talked to him to getting it done. It was less than two weeks, man. It was like a week and a half. The dude was, and he had other shit going on. So uh, hit me up or hit Vincent up. If, if you need artwork done and you kind of like that cartoon caricature kind of thing, um, hit us up. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the guy's email. Uh, his prices are reasonable. Uh, they're well worth the, the, the quality that he gives because I know for the most part he does like unlimited revisions because I think with mine he only had to do one where it was like, eh, you know, change this up. But beyond that, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm stoked with it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that art. In fact, I'm going to actually uh, blow that up into an actual like poster size and probably hang it in my background, at least when I do uh, Masculine Geek. So I love it. I I'm now officially art. <laughs> okay, so Fight Club. Uh, it's one of the few films that when it was back in the theater, back when it first came out, I saw it like three or four times in the theater. I thought it was that good. Uh, I, I can't say that about really anything else other than uh, maybe a couple of the Star Wars films, not the latest ones, not this bullshit that's out there now. Um, I'm going back to the prequels, which are not as good as the trilogy, 
but man, they make the new films look fantastic. Well, let's put it this way. Just going off on a Star Wars rant for a second here. I own the original trilogy in VHS, both the remake that Lucas did, the original VHS, where it was the original films from back in the day with no special effects, no, you know, no additional special effects. It wasn't the anniversary edition or anything like that. I own the original trilogy on VHS and on DVD and on Blu-ray. And I own the prequels, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith, also on DVD and Blu-ray. Okay? I do not own any of the newer ones since then on anything. In fact, I can say after I saw The Last Jedi, I haven't seen Han Solo, even though I've heard it was actually pretty good. But uh, Disney ruined it for me. It's People have asked me, you know, hey, you going to go see the new one now that the trailer's out? I, I watched seriously like three or four seconds of the new trailer and was like, nope. You know, I don't even want to finish the trailer. I, I am not interested. I'm not interested in the franchise as far as anything new. The fact that when they did The Force Awakens and the whoever owns the rights to the expanded universe, where it's all the books, I mean, my God, there was stuff on stuff on stuff. And they decided, yeah, we're, we're just, we're, you know, we're going to just ignore all of it. Every fucking thing, the, the, the stuff that goes way back to the beginning, to stuff that, you know, happened 30, 40 years after New Hope, we're just going to ignore all of it. it. It just basically didn't happen. Boom. You know, that when it comes to canon, when it comes to, you know, the, the doctrine, the dogma, the legit, it's only Phantom Menace through whatever this ninth episode's going to be. That's it. You know? It's, we're just going off the movies now. And so we're going to ignore every fucking thing that was done from back in the day. You know, all this literature that was out there. You know, not that you can't have it. I, I've got a lot of it. I've read most of it. I love it. It's better than the, the steaming piles of bullshit they're putting out. But anyway, so that's there's Star Wars for you, okay? That, that Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones were probably two of the other films that in the, in the more recent past that I've seen at least more than once in the theater, okay? But Fight Club was probably the one I've seen the most in the theater. And I, I own it on DVD and Blu-ray, the 10-year anniversary. I got that one on Blu-ray. And I watched it, you know, for the umpteenth time the other night. Uh, had some spare time and was like, yeah, let's watch this. And, and I'm doing a blog post about it, but I, I want to talk about it here, at least for a little bit. And I call the blog post, I am Tyler Durden, and you are too. And there's a scene in the movie that was very poignant to me. It always stood out from the word go. And it's the scene where Tyler and Tyler or Cornelius, or whatever Edward Norton's character's name was, which, to be honest, I don't think we ever knew what his real name was. I know he was Cornelius to some because of his little fake name tags, and ultimately, you know, we find out he is Tyler Durden. You know, he's got this split personality thing going on. Uh, spoiler, sorry, guys, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> but if you haven't seen it by now, you're probably not going to. But, uh... It's the scene where Tyler Durden is pissing in the lobster bisque. And Edward Norton says, you know, he was the guerrilla terrorist in the food service industry. And, and it, the reason it, it stood out to me is I used to work in the food industry when I was younger. Uh, back when I was a teenager, I worked in a restaurant, uh, started out as a dishwasher, uh, worked my way up. It was a, uh, a quote-unquote Italian restaurant. They served pizza, lasagna, a bunch of other stuff. And I worked my way up from dishwasher to being one of the pizza cooks. And so that's all I did is I, I made pizzas. 
and it was definitely better than being a dishwasher. But I wasn't the head chef. We had a guy that was the head chef, and he did the, you know, the filet mignon. He did the the the, the shrimp. He did the 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 salmon, the fish. You know, he cooked the 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 special dishes. But we were in the same kitchen, you know, kitty corner from each other, so he and I could bullshit all the time. Anyway, uh, every now and then, people, customers would be dicks. And you'd get a waiter or a waitress that would come back just in tears because some guy was just, he turned it up to 11 when it came to being a a complete douchebag. Well, when you see Tyler pissing in the lobster bisque, I've never done anything like that. But I've done my share of things. You always can find a way to exact vengeance. There's always retribution. Um, Same with when I was a bartender during my college years. Man, the stories I could tell you about the, the handiness and the use of the product called Visine. And it's not just for getting the red out of your eyes. Okay. Point I'm making here is if you're watching this, and I understand, I've been in restaurants where the the waiter, the help, they've had a shitty day. They take it out on you. It ain't right. It ain't fair. Don't don't go back at them. You know, ask for the manager, or better yet, just get up and take your money and go somewhere else. Okay. But. I always try to treat the help really good, be really nice to them, polite, you know, maybe flirt a little bit with the girls, you know, nothing too outrageous, nothing to make them feel weird or uncomfortable. But I always treat them, you know, like genuine human beings. And and sadly, I think I'm kind of a minority because I see other people just treating them like shit. And I think you guys have no idea what they can do to your food. I know because I've been on the other side of it. I've been that guy. I am Tyler Durden. And you are too. Okay, so when you're going out to eat, rather with friends, family, a date, whatever, uh, treat them good. Take the high road. Tip them decent. Uh, I know that me being nice to them and treating them well actually has paid huge dividends. I would get seated before other people would. Uh, My food would come out with a little extra. I'd get free meals sometimes, free drinks. And I wouldn't expect it nor ask for it. But I would just, I would get it. Uh, One of the bars I used to go to, not only did the bartenders know what I liked to drink, but probably, oh, I'd say about every third visit, uh, I'd get at least one drink for free. He'd be like, nah, man, it's on the house. Here you go, dude. You know, and that's a, a five, seven dollar drink. Didn't have to pay shit. I'd still tip the guy because hey, he poured my drink, man. He deserves something. But I didn't have to buy the drink. Okay. Same with food. Oh, I, I get dessert comped all the time. So treat them good. Uh, just for the fact because it's the right thing to do. And also because I am Tyler Durden. And that's why that scene stuck out is it's funny, it's gross, but man, it's real. And it's real easy to tamper with your food. And, you know, maybe you've gotten food poisoning or something in the past and you didn't realize it was just you. You were the only one that got food poisoning. No one else had a problem. Okay, so that's that's the big point I wanted to stress there. Treat them decent, guys. And if you work in the industry, you know what I'm talking about, whether you want to admit it or not. And all I can say is, you do you. Be Tyler Durden if that's what you have to be. I get it. Been there, done it. All right, so moving on. Uh, I want to talk about credit usage credit cards in particular, but any kind of credit offer. Uh, I'm going to start it off by saying, um, number one, if at all possible, don't use credit. 
if you can. If you can pay cash for whatever it is, you're better off paying cash. So when it comes to buying, say, a car, better to buy a used one that's in good shape with low miles and pay cash for the son of a bitch than buying a brand new one where now you're paying interest on it, even if the interest rate's, you know, 2%. Uh, being tied to credit, you are tied to debt and you are a slave. Okay. Now I understand sometimes, you know, emergencies happen, life happens. Uh, I don't know a lot of people that can pay cash for a house. I can't pay cash for a house. So there are certain times where yes, you're going to have to have a mortgage or whatever. And I get it. Okay. I'm not talking about big purchases like a house. I am talking about vehicles, I am talking about furniture, I am talking about clothes or electronics, you know, you gotta have that home entertainment system, the, you know, the 6,000 foot plasma 4K fucking ultra high D screen, whatever it is, I'm talking about that kind of stuff, okay? Pay cash, don't, don't get into debt over it, don't do what a lot of people do, and, and here's where the story really begins. Uh, about 20 years ago, I used to work for the credit card industry. I was an insider. I, I worked for them. I had to learn all the jargon and all the technicalities and what everything meant, what APR meant and what compound interest meant and how it all worked so that I could explain it to people who called up. Now, here's something that a lot of people I thought knew. I, I just figured this was a given and everybody knew this, but apparently even today, because this happened just the other day to me, like I said at the beginning of this broadcast, a co-worker of mine went out and got on a line of credit to buy some furniture from a local furniture dealer, okay? Kind of like RC Willie or one of these furniture outlet outfits. And they signed up because they didn't have the cash to buy the furniture, which to me, it's like, oh, there's mistake number one. You know, you don't, you don't buy furniture on credit. Okay. You just, you just don't, but they did. Okay. And the, 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 the way the credit worked and I've had this happen and there's, there's smart ways to do it. And then there's the wrong way to do it. Anytime you go to like a, uh, a department store or like a Best Buy, an electronics chain, they'll have these offers where you can buy your laptop or your big screen or your home entertainment, whatever it is, through their store, through their credit. And they'll do some kind of a special where they'll say 90 days, same as cash. Or they'll say six months, same as cash. And, and what that basically means, if you start looking into it, is whatever that item is, let's say you're buying a $1,200 laptop, okay? 90 days, same as cash, means if you pay it off in full in the next 90 days, you won't get charged any interest, okay? Now, as long as you know that you have the funds available by the deadline, not on the deadline, by the deadline, that you can pay it off in full, then by all means, do it. I've done it. That I had the cash, I didn't necessarily have it on me, but I had the cash to buy things. But it was like, oh, I can get one of their cards and it gives me an extra 90 days or six months or a year or two years. But I, I, I kind of read the fine print, which this person apparently did not. And that is, yeah, if it's paid in full, by the time it comes due, you're not going to be charged any interest. However, if you do not pay it in full by that expiration date, the 90 days or whatever it is, you're going to be charged interest from the beginning of that, that buying, that purchase, that loan. So the example I'm giving here is this coworker took out whatever dollar amount it was, let's say $2,000. Well, they're down to the last $300 of, of what they owe, but it's due next week and they don't have the $300 to pay it off. So if they don't, they're going to be charged interest on that original $2,000 and it's going to go all the way back to when they first took that line of credit. 
okay? So in effect, depending on what the interest rate is, and with department store cards, it's usually anywhere between about 18% and 25% interest. Uh, it, it is legalized loan sharking, okay? Uh, I don't worry about what my interest rate is on my credit cards because I pay them in full every month. So I couldn't tell you what my rates are, but I know, and that's, that's your big cards. That's your visas, your MasterCards, your bank cards. Your little department store cards, like I said, 18% minimum up to 25%, maybe even more. I haven't checked because I haven't needed one of those cards in years. But I do know that when it's same as cash, if you haven't paid it off in full by the due date, by the expiration, they're going to charge you interest all the way back to the beginning. And it's legal. They can do it. And so this person's loan, this line of credit where they had gone from whatever it was down to $300, if they don't pay that full $300 off by the due date, uh, they're going to be charged interest going all the way back. Which, from what they told me, basically means they're taking out the loan all over again. You know, it's, it's like they, they, they're starting all over. And I promise you this too. Not only are they going to get charged the interest from day one, it's going to be compound. Which means, and this is kind of how the credit industry works. You, when you get a credit card or some kind of credit application, you have a cycle date and a due date. The due date is when your payment is due by so that you're not late, you don't get hit with fees or anything like that. The cycle date is when it cycles. So that's any new charges show up for your next bill. Those two dates are not the same date. Uh, I know one credit card of mine is due on the 3rd, but it cycles around the 27th of the month, depending on the length of the month. So. What that means with compound interest is, let's say you have a, a, a card, you're revolving your balance, which means you're not paying it in full every month. You're, you're paying the minimum payment or more, but you're not paying the entire balance, okay? It's gonna accrue interest every day until it is paid in full, okay? The bill says you owe $48. That's your balance. And that's including interest. Well, you pay your $48, because that's what the bill said. So you pay it. And, but if you're like me and like most people, you, you send the check or you do it electronically a day or two before it's due. Well, the next month, and let's just assume to keep it easy, you didn't have any new charges. Okay, so that $48 is your whole balance. That's it. But the next month comes around and now you have a balance of, let's say a buck. That's interest that accrued from the time it cycled to the time they received your payment. So now your next bill's a dollar. Well, you pay that by the due date. You pay, you send them one dollar. But then you get another bill for 25 cents or 50 cents. It's called a trailing finance charge. And that is the interest that is accrued daily from the time your bill cuts, from the time it prints, from the time it cycles. How do you get away from that? You have to overpay. So the $48 that included interest, you need to send, you know, 49, 50, 55 bucks. That way you have a credit balance and it wipes out all of the accruing interest from the time it cycled to the time you got it to the time you paid it and they posted it. Okay? That hasn't changed. Even in 20 years, that's the same. And that was something I dealt with every fucking day with customers. I paid my bill in full. Why do I have this $1.25? And that brings me to another point, especially with credit cards. Okay, credit cards, there's usually three different interest rates. There's a promotional balance transfer rate, there is your purchase, uh, purchase balance rate, and then cash advances. What's a cash advance, Rob? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's when you go out and use your card at an ATM, a casino, 
or you actually go somewhere and withdraw cash. Okay. Cash advances usually have the highest interest rate of all. And it'll be in your card member agreement on your credit card. It'll tell you what it is. And the standard is anywhere from about 18 to 23%. Cash advances get no grace period like purchases do. Purchases, if you pay your balance in full every month by the due date, you can purchase something, pay the card in full, and you accrue no interest on a purchase. Cash advances don't work like that, guys. Cash advances accrue interest the moment you take the cash advance to when it's paid in full. That means all of the accruing interest that starts immediately. So, unless it's an absolute emergency, do not use credit cards to get cash. That includes going to a casino and using your card to get chips to play poker or blackjack or anything else. That is a cash advance. Okay, it accrues interest immediately. There's no grace period. Purchases, like I just said, have a grace period of 30 days. Technically, it's from the time it cycles to the due date. All right, here's the deal though. If you revolve your balance, you don't pay it in full. Not only do you accrue interest on the balance that was left over, but any new charges that you've accrued since the original balance. Okay, we're, we're getting out there a little bit. I hope you're still with me. But understand, any new balance purchases that you get, anything you buy in addition, going back to that 48 bucks, the next month, you, you, you spent $48 uh, in March, okay? And in April, you don't pay it off in full. You paid 20 bucks. But also in April, you bought another $30 worth of stuff. Okay. Well, in May, when you get your statement, which, by the way, you're current, you're, you're not late, you are accruing interest, but you're not only accruing interest on the remainder of that original $48, so you gave them 20 bucks, so there's $28 that's accruing interest, but you also bought $150 worth of stuff in the month of April. That $150 worth of stuff is accruing interest immediately. Okay? There's no grace period anymore. And it's accruing daily compound until it is paid in full. That means your entire balance has to be zeroed out and you cannot have any new balance until after your bill cycles. Okay, So that ideally you either don't get a statement, they don't mail one out to you, or if you check it online like I do, it's a zero balance. You then then you get your 30-day grace period again on purchases but otherwise it's accruing interest immediately on any new purchases and then when I mentioned promotional uh, balance transfers that's where hey move your balance from whatever card you've got over to us and we'll give you a promotional rate of 1.9 percent or somewhere in that area, usually low, between 1% and 2%, 5%. So you write out, they, they'll, they'll send you these little checks. At least that's how they used to do it. I don't know for sure if they still do it that way or not. Or you'll get an offer in the mail, you know, hey, sign up for our card, you know, and we'll, you know, take any of your balance up to X amount from wherever you currently got it over to us and we'll give you a lower rate. Well, that's great. Uh, you know, if you are going to revolve a balance, I, I don't recommend it, but if you have to or if you choose to, make sure you get the lowest interest rate you can get. Okay. Here's the thing. When it comes down to paying things off, the credit card company usually has three tiers. Promotional balance first, purchase balance second, and cash advances last. So if you have... A $5,000 credit line and you've used $4,500 of it and you know 4,000 of it's your promotional balance 200 is a cash advance and 200 is uh, purchases okay you the consumer do not get to decide where the money goes to 
You can't say, oh, put that towards the, 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 the purchases and the cash advance. No, it doesn't work that way. They're going to apply everything you pay to the promotional balance first. And then anything left over will go towards the other two in that order. Purchases, then cash advances. Okay. I used to get calls all the time. Well, I wanted this $100 to go to my purchases. No, it doesn't work that way. It went towards your promotional balance because it had the lowest rate. Because why would we want to take the hit as the credit card company? We're making less money on you because your promotional balance was 3.9%, but your purchase balance is 15.9 and your cash advance is 20.9. Why would we apply it where you want it? We're going to apply it where we want it. And it's in the member agreement. It's all spelled out, but most people either don't read it or they don't understand it. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to give you a, a, an in-depth lesson of how this all works because Something that I used to see quite often, and it was sad to me, I, it, it actually was sad, is I would get people that would call me up and they would say, Rob, I don't understand. I'm making my minimum payment every month to pay my balance off, and yet, and I'm not spending anything, I'm not adding to my balance. My card is close to maxed out, or it even was maxed out. And if it was maxed out, now they're getting hit with an over-the-limit fee, which back in the day was like 15 bucks. I think they're like 50 fucking dollars now, okay? So they're getting whammed with that fee because they've exceeded their credit. They're making their minimum payment, which is like 2% of the balance. We'll say $25 to keep it easy. I made my minimum payment every month, and yet my balance, and I'm not spending anything, I'm not adding to my balance, but yet my balance went up. Why is that? Well, number one, your balance went up because your interest is more than your minimum payment, because they are sitting at 19% interest. They had a $1,000 principal balance, and they had another 1000 almost $2,000 in interest alone. And it's compounded daily, accruing every fucking day. So their balance actually went up because their minimum payment couldn't even cover the interest. Okay, wrap your heads around that. So how do you get out of that situation if you're in it? Well, if you have a credit card, whether you're spending on it or not, and like I said earlier, if you add more to the balance while you're revolving a balance, that new balance is accruing interest as well. So number one, if you're revolving a balance, do not add anything to that card. It, you stop spending on it, okay? Number two, if you know you cannot pay it off in full, you know, right then and there, okay, you, you gotta make you know, but you, you know you can make the minimum, which all the minimum does for you guys is keeps the credit card company from reporting you as delinquent to the credit bureau. That's it. That's all it does. And if it's a small enough balance, um, it will probably cover the interest as well. But if you have a large balance, like say over a thousand dollars, um, and your interest rate is 19%, your minimum payment is probably not going to cover the interest. You're not going to be behind. You're not going to be delinquent. But you're not going to be, over time, you're not going to be getting ahead. So, what do you do? If you look on your statement, it'll show you your minimum payment, whatever it is. Okay, but that's not enough. If you want to get out from under it, you have to look at not only the minimum payment, let's say 25 bucks, but then you got to look at, and it'll show somewhere on your statement, the interest for the month that was accrued. Okay. And it'll also show you what your interest rate is. Whatever the interest for that month accrued, let's say it was $50, which is not unheard of. You need to pay the $50 in interest plus the minimum payment. So 75 bucks. That is actually your minimum payment for that month. Okay. That way, at least your balance doesn't continue to grow. 
okay? And if you can pay more, I'd say pay more. You know, oh, my minimum payment's 25, I owe 1,000, but I can pay 250 bucks, then send 250 bucks. Pay as much as you can. It wipes out the interest, the remainder goes to your principal, which then that accrues interest lower because it's a lesser amount. That is how you get out of your credit card debt, guys. I mean, best point is don't get in it to begin with. But if you're there because of whatever reason, it was an emergency. You know, I, I, I've had it happen to me in the past. Car broke down. I didn't have enough cash on hand to pay for the repairs. Well, I had to use the credit card. You know, so I paid a portion in cash. The remainder was on the card, but that amount was significant enough that I knew I can't pay that in full this month. So I know the next month I'll have it paid off because in two months time, yeah, I've got it covered. But for that first month, yeah, I'm going to have to eat, you know, take it in the ass and take the interest. Okay. But I overpaid by the second month to kill off any residual interest and zero out that credit card. The most I've ever revolved a card was three months. That's it. Okay. And I haven't done that in years. A lot of years, at least a decade. Okay. So just learn that so that you don't take it one in the ass. Like I said, the, the 90 days or six months or a year, same as cash type of thing. You need to read the fine print. Ask questions if you don't understand it. Because uh, a lot of it is legalese and all kinds of jargon. Uh, hell, ask me. Hit me up. You know, scan a copy and email it to me so I can read it. I'll tell you what it means. Okay? But you need to understand it. Ask them. A lot of times the dipshits behind the counter, they don't even understand the terminology. They don't understand what it is that you're getting, that you are getting yourself into. But most of them do understand well enough to tell you, oh, yeah, that means if you don't pay it by 90 days in full, we're going to charge you interest going back to the back to day one, back to today. You know, you're getting ready to sign the document, fill out the card, member agreement, whatever it is. You know, and it's going to be the interest on the original amount. Fuck the fact that you paid three-fourths of it off. Oh, no, no, we're charging you interest going back to the original dollar amount, whatever that was. And it's going to be compound, and it's going to be daily, most likely. Okay, that's, that's kind of industry standard. So... Know what you're getting yourself into. Ideally, don't don't use credit unless necessary. But if you're going to, learn how to use it for you. Learn how to make it work for you. Uh, I've, I use credit all the time, but I always pay the bills in full every month by the due date. And I say by the due date. Okay, now with the, you know, being able to pay online, it's easier because... You know, they'll, they'll take the money the day of, you know, the day that whether it's due that day or like I always check my bill at the beginning of the month uh, because mine are mostly due towards the end of the month. I check it right after it cycles. Okay, this is what I owe. If I make a payment right there and I'm not paying attention, they'll take the money that day. Oh, yeah, on the second, boom, that money's gone. Okay. Oh, no, I don't want them getting my money any earlier than necessary. It's my money. I'm earning fucking interest on it. Why should I just give it to them early? You know, unless I'm trying to beat interest, which I don't have. So, fuck it. You know, I'm paying them on the due date because electronically it'll work that way. But if you're old school and you have to mail it to them, you got to give them three, four days for it to get there. And then it takes usually 24 to 48 hours, business hours, for them to post it to your account. Which means your payment has sat somewhere in the mail or in their facility for up to seven days. And if it posts after the due date, you're late. You're getting hit with a late fee of up to about 50 bucks now plus interest if you were trying to beat that. Um, and, and it's not their fault. Uh, that's, that's your fucking problem because you mailed it two days before it was due. Uh, definitely pay online. There's no reason not to unless you're one of these uh, like old baby boomers like my dad. And it's like, Jesus, you still fucking cut checks, really? 
I haven't written a check in 10 years. Okay. Uh, I hope this helps you out, guys. Um, I'm not a credit specialist per se. It's just things I've learned from being in the industry, and some of it may not be as applicable as it once was. But I still, when I get the card member agreements, because they update them every now and then, I still go through it and look at it. And the things I've been talking about today, they're pretty much still valid today like they were 20 years ago. The only thing that's really different now that I'm seeing is it used to be that if you were a couple days past the due date, they usually wouldn't hit you with a late fee. Man, nowadays, if you are a day after, bam, boom, late fee, they're on top of it now. And the interest rates are higher and the uh, late fees are higher, the over the limit fees are higher. That's the only thing that's changed. But the way they calculate their interest, how they do their interest, that's still the same. It's, it hasn't changed in 20 years. And why? Because it works. And yeah, it's legalized loan sharking, man. I'm not saying credit is evil because there's a lot of things I've been able to use credit to my advantage and uh, it's worked out very well, but it didn't hurt that I also understood it intimately back in the day. So if you have any questions, comments, uh, by all means, drop me an email. Uh, while we're at it, it, you know, if you liked this video, please, by all means, hit the like button, uh, subscribe if you haven't, share this with someone that you think would benefit from it, uh, any of that. You can find me at robsays.net. Um, I'm also on Sound, or not SoundCloud, I'm thinking of my other brothers. I'm on Anchor.fm at Anchor.fm slash RedPilled. I'll be putting the audio version of this up there here when it's done. Um, so yeah, hit the like, hit the subscribe. Uh, you can find out all my information on robsays.net. That's my blog. I'm at least writing one article a week, if not more. Check them out. You, you might get something out of it, even if it is a laugh. Uh, and also, I'm on Masculine Geek, which you can find us there at MasculineGeek.com. On YouTube, just type in Masculine Geek. You'll find our channel there. We broadcast live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've had some big names in the past, Rollo Tomasi, George Bruno. Uh, we've got another bigger name from the Red Pill community coming up on, uh, I think it's May 8th. May 8th, we got a big name that I'm, I'm not going to say who it is, but we, we've got some other bigger guests coming up here, some from the Red Peel community, some from other areas. Uh, me, Vince, and TJ, we all have a good time, and the people that typically have followed there, they all seem to have a pretty good time. So check us out, guys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it quits now. It's been a little over an hour. So enjoy your Easter, enjoy your Sunday, enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll uh, talk.